Hey everybody, it's Alexander Dahl with Manifest Vitality once again. Uh, so I have another interview ready to go up. Um, so we'll go ahead and get into that one. Uh, there's still several to go for this wave and then we'll take it from there. All right, here you go. All right, so I'm currently on the phone with Judah. He's somebody that reached out to me about uh, the current interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give him the chance to introduce himself. Hi, I'm Judah Goldman. I'm a New York uh, musician and performer. Um, I'm a New York local. I grew up uh, in the Upper West Side. Um, I have my degree in music from uh, Muhlenberg College in Allentown in uh, theory and composition. And I've been a performer for uh, most of my life. I've been playing music since I was a kid. And uh, I love being able to play music. Uh, my main bread and butter right now is nursing homes. Um, I do the, the nursing home circuit in the greater New York area, uh, which I've now had to take on Zoom, uh, which has been really interesting to navigate. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm very happy to be here. I'm <laughs> thrilled to be able to interview uh, and get the word out about what I do. Awesome. So let's uh, take a look at the beginning, uh, as they say. When you kind of were growing up and first got introduced to music, what did you see in it that made an impact in you and set the bug that you wanted to pursue it? So uh, I started music when I was a kid. Uh, my dad was a cellist when he was younger. So uh, my uh, when I was five, he had me start on cello. Uh, which was a lot of fun um, and not a lot of fun at the same time when you're <laughs> a little kid schlepping this giant instrument around. Um, but uh, what really uh, what really connected with me was um, I got to experience, because classical music is so expressive, it's so beautiful, um, I was uh, really introduced to the beauty and the emotion that music could convey. Um, and um, I came from a family of musician or music lovers, musicians. Also, my brother, mm -hmm. uh, who's the oldest, uh, was a pianist. My sister was an opera singer. Um, she she was a trained opera singer in college. Uh, had to stop because she heard her voice. But um, uh, she she's part of what really got me into music. Uh, when uh, she's seven years older than me, so when we were kids, uh, she used to uh, teach me how to sing harmony with her. Um, and we would sing old Simon and Garfunkel songs. And my dad was a huge folk music fan, is a folk, huge folk music fan. Um, and so we'd sing old folk tunes that uh, my dad had taught her. So that was, that was part of what really interested me in music. I was like, whoa, I can create this thing with people. And it's another dimension of connecting uh, and expression. Um, and that's, that's where it came from uh, for me originally. Sure. So once you did kind of have that, you know, first bite by it, uh, did you look into learning an instrument? Did you just pursue, uh, um, you know, embedding your uh, voice? So um, I since my, my dad uh, brought me into cello when I was five, um, I started on cello. So um, really, from that point on, I was I was known as the cello kid. Um, Mm -hmm. So the cello was my direct route into playing instruments. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I didn't really sing as much when I was a kid. I, I actually, I was horribly uh, shy. I had terrible stage fright mm -hmm. uh, when I was a child. Um, and uh, 
So when I was about 14, uh, I was one of my best friends played guitar and he was interested in having a band because he said, oh, I've heard that you can sing. You should try singing, but there's no place in a rock band for the cello. You should learn the bass. Um, well, I, I might disagree with that one, but sure. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I, I was I was 14. I didn't really know right, better. Right. Um, so I was like, OK, sure. So I went uh, I went to Guitar Center and I got a, a Squire precision bass um, and I started playing bass. And as, as that developed, I uh, I found bass. It was fun to play, but I wanted to write music. So um, I started to learn guitar. I had my dad had an old nylon string guitar lying around the house. So uh, I used to learn how to just play chords on that. And that's what uh, started. And then I got an electric guitar. Uh, and from there, it just sort of, I, uh, I kind of abandoned all, um, all of the outside world and just was enveloped in music um sure and i did ex extremely poorly in high school uh, because <laughs> of it um uh so so during your teenage years your formative years of you know uh getting into an instrument uh learning to play it and then taking on uh, another instrument guitar um were you actively playing music with your friend or did that kind of become more of like just um, like a, a pet project before you went in to establish it, um, you know, a more conventional act? So I definitely was um, was playing with him. We had a little group uh, that we we uh, jokingly called ourselves off key. Um and then that expanded my cousin. Uh, my cousin was a, is a, a guitar player, mm -hmm. and she was she was the third member of our band. Um, and she she would come in uh, from Long Island uh, and play with us. And um, she actually gave me my first uh, distortion pedal, which I still use. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, that was that was what really propelled me as want, wanting to do more. I was like, oh, I'm playing with these people, um, and then. Um, my friend and I no longer, we sort of drifted apart. Uh, we were going to different high schools um, and I started doing music on my own and I started getting really into uh, Pink Floyd and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Cake and just because uh, I had always, I grew up with all this great music. I uh, grew up with um, like Leonard Cohen and Simon and Garfunkel, Beatles, uh, Rolling Stones, um, that kind of thing, James Taylor. So like there was a lot of music I knew and a lot of music I was rediscovering. Um, and I wanted, I wanted to learn every single note of every single song. And that's, that's what, what it, I did to propel myself to that point. And then um, I, I went to this uh, music program in high school. Um, there's the, there used to be this great program at uh, Brandeis campus called uh the Brandeis Institute for Music and Art. It uh, it unfortunately no longer exists. It's actually it's where I met my wife. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's a I know classic story uh -huh, going yeah. off to a Jewish camp. Um, <laughs> but, yes, um, we all know that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that that was also very formative for me. Um, I uh, there was a kid there who played the mandolin, um, and that really intrigued me. Uh, uh, and so I bought myself a mandolin and I started playing mandolin and uh, ukulele and messing around with different instruments. Um, 
And then when I um, when I went off to college, I, I was a music major. So that introduced me to a whole different world of studying theory and studying mm -hmm. history and practice. And uh, I, I started playing jazz in college. I studied under, we had this incredible uh, teacher. We called him the wizard. Mm -hmm. um, his name is uh, Dr. Ted, uh, Ted <laughs> Dr. Ted Connor. Mm -hmm. um, and um, he, he was very, very uh, influential in uh, helping cultivate uh, my musical sense as well as uh, my band uh, that I play with, a group of guys that I work with mostly. Uh, we're all students of this guy. So mm -hmm. we call ourselves Dr. Ted and the Stone. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so um, he, he led the jazz uh, ensemble and he, led, he taught some jazz classes and world music classes. And he was, I think, with all of us, uh, very formative in like, opening our eyes to what music was, what music could be. Mm -hmm. um, and that was, that was really, really an amazing opportunity that I feel very lucky that I got to have. Awesome. So before we start talking about uh, how you uh, ended up in the band that you're currently in, uh, I'm going to ask a simple question. So you de you definitely sound like you have good experience with a bunch of different varied string instruments. Uh, of those that you do know, what would you say is your favorite to play and why? Mm. Ah, that's not a very easy answer uh, question. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, it was easy to ask. It, it's easy to ask. Um I don't know. It changes for me. I got to say, I go through a lot of phases. Um, so I, I also uh, took organ lessons, like church organ lessons, and I play harmonica. Mm -hmm. um, so um, every every now and again, I'll just be inspired to work on one particular element. So a, a couple weeks ago, it was cello. Cello is, I think, because cello is my first I always come back to it. Cello is one of my favorite instruments. Um, it's just, it's warm. It sounds like it's singing when it's played. Sure. Um, uh, and it, it, I, sure, because I learned how to, how to be a musician <laughs> on it. it. There's something that just resonates with me. And then mm -hmm. I think mandolin, because uh, mandolin is kind of, it's almost an extension of cello mm -hmm. in, in some respect. It's like, it's like playing a cello, but a fifth up, um, sure. and and really tiny. So, and really tiny. <laughs> so it's so it, it, it's kind of like a fun brain exercise for me. Sure. So I've I've been playing a lot of I, I really like twenties, thirties, forties jazz. Uh, so I've been uh, doing like mandolin things with that. Um, awesome. So. So going back to where we were, um, you know, you have all this knowledge, you've met the, a group of people that you want to play music with. How did you uh, begin the process of uh, getting them together or you getting with them and then the creative process of starting to create music? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, so in many respects, a lot of it comes from a friend of mine, uh, the he's he's our engineer um he he's a professional sound engineer but he plays uh, bass and guitar with us um he he wanted to start something called the blues ensemble he had a project um where it was like make the community better with one thing that you could add so he was like oh we don't have a blues ensemble and he enlisted my help in creating this blues ensemble thing and that 
that sort of created a net because he he's very charismatic individual that created a network of people that we were playing with um <clears throat> and meeting with and hanging out with mm-hmm. um and there was like the 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 outside circle and i started meeting friends of friends um and actually my current songwriting partner uh when when he, we we do the majority of the writing when he and i met uh we didn't like each other very much um which is funny uh but we we just sort of i think the thing that also connected us uh was pink floyd we we all are pink floyd junkies sure um so uh we would get together and just listen to pink floyd for hours and uh learn every note and play them together um uh three three of us do these shows out in new jersey because uh my songwriting partner jose uh mm-hmm. is the music one of the musical directors for this uh children's theater in new jersey so he brings us in to do shows sometimes That's uh cool. so we've we've done a couple uh pink floyd tunes for like house music and stuff mm-hmm. um so that there were many little facets and then um we I had originally had this group uh with two two other members uh who were in the blues ensemble with us. Um and uh we had a little five person group uh called Workhorse. And um I spent my summers like like all good New York Jews, I spent my summers in the Catskill Mountains. Um <laughs> in one of these little shacks on a bungalow colony. Mm-hmm. Um uh so one one week in june a couple of years ago we all got together and we recorded an album together um and we we spent the week up there um and it was a lot of fun and then um i i was actually i um i lived in virginia because uh, at the time after i graduated i wasn't originally uh pursuing a career as a performer i was going to school as a uh to get my uh, certificate in uh, music therapy. Okay. Um, and I had started working in music therapy and I didn't really, uh, it didn't really fit with me. I had, I had a lot of trouble um, with some of the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's an amazing practice. I met some incredible people. I love the work they do um, at Shenandoah University. They're just, they, they are top notch people, um, but it just wasn't for me. Um, so I, I, I actually had started, I got a job working in nursing homes uh, mm-hmm. play, as a performer. And that was, that was my kind of my foot in the door to the performing professionally uh, thing. But, but yeah, with a uh, workhorse, yeah, with workhorse, workhorse kind of fell apart uh, around my wedding. Two of the members, um, there, there were some uh, disagreements and issues. And so, now we have like a, a four or five uh, person group, but two two of the members of the old group are no longer playing with us. Um, but that happens. Yeah, um, that, that does happen. Yeah, unfortunately. But we've been we've been using uh, Doctor Ted and the Stone for <laughs> what we could until COVID, and uh, that kind of derailed derailed a lot of stuff but uh gave yeah. me time to work yeah it's hard to get people together and record or get out and play shows well yeah, all this stuff's right. going on so during the time that you've been working on music what are a couple really prominent moments that stand out to you hmm so i would say playing with a variety of ensembles 
goals and really challenging myself was something that really gave me opportunities like that that stood out. Um, and one was um, this jazz ensemble with our um, our wizard, uh, Dr. Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he came in one day and he sat down and he he just very calmly said, okay, guys, I want you to play blue for me. Just the color blue, relaxing blue. And he was just like, okay, an A minor and go. <laughs> and okay. that... And, and and he just like let the band sort of lead itself and it like started off with piano and guitar and bass came in and it was a really interesting experience and we because his whole thing was he wanted everybody to be listening to everybody all the time sure um so that that was really really fun um and really formative for me mm-hmm. to be like oh so that's how you do it you hear this little motif do 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 and then you can copy that and play play it either altern- alternating or in succession mm-hmm. uh, with with another part, or like you can sit back and if you feel a texture that you can create over something else, you can do that. And it was it was really interesting. Um, that that was definitely one of the good positive um, experiences. I would say um, I've had my fair share of negative experiences. <laughs> um, I think one is um, when I was 15, um, I, I had a little group with my cousin. Um, it was just the two of us. We did like a little folk duo mm-hmm. um, and I lost my voice. Uh, and I, I was 15. I didn't understand like, oh, you're supposed to warm up. You're supposed to do this and <laughs> oh, that no. to like take care of your uh voice so <laughs> it was just a disaster of a show everything oh no that was everything live. yeah it was it was a live show um and it was pretty bad um but it, it, it was a learning experience yeah, um <laughs> yeah so that definitely those are things that stuck with me for sure. Uh, so what are some links where people can check out uh, what you're working on and listen to the music you're making? Yeah, so um, you can follow me on all social media, um, Facebook, Instagram. Um, those are the only two I use because um, I don't understand TikTok. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's just Judah, Judah S. Goldman. Um uh, Judah, Judah with an H, um, uh, Judah S. Goldman Music on Facebook. Um, and then I have my website is uh, judahsgoldmanmusic.com, um, all one word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm on Spotify and iTunes. And I, I just recently, uh, back in October, I finished recording an album that was my uh, big quarantine project. Was, um, I, I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, so, uh, my, my wife's a teacher, so she was, uh, teaching online and I locked myself in our room and I recorded a 14 track album, uh, that's now on Spotify and iTunes and, and on my website. Awesome. Very cool. So what I like to do is I like to give the person I'm interviewing, like essentially the last word. So a message that you want to put out that you feel you're connected with and want to share. Hmm. Okay, cool. Um, I think the, I guess my last word is uh, keep music alive and always promote the arts. And I hope everybody is staying safe and 
that one day we'll all be back playing gigs and being together again. And yeah, just hope, hoping for the future.